You're listening to Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Paul, with Thanksgiving coming up, we need to get a turkey. When's the last time you saw one back here in the woods? A couple of days ago. Hey, look, there it goes. Get the gun. Honey, that ain't no pistol. Uh, Paul, didn't you bring a gun? Honey, that ain't no pistol. That's my... What? Come on, shoot it! Army, you wanted the best and you got it. I am Matt Porter and you are live in the Kiss Room. It's November. As 2015 rolls toward the end of the line like a runaway train, we're going to take you back to the early days of Kiss. We'll be talking a live 75. We'll be talking to someone who is in the New York scene that spawned Kiss. We'll be talking to some of your favorite podcasters, rockers, and more. It's Friday the 13th, and hopefully you are getting lucky. We're kicking off the weekend right now in the Kiss Room on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
That's right, Kiss Army from Sweden to Levittown to Australia to San Diego. We got you all over the country. Let me bring up some microphones here <laughs> in the Kiss Room. Thanks everybody who tuned in for the uh, Harem Show, hosted by Bobby Dreyer. Yeah, that was a lot thank of fun. you. Yes. In the studio with us, we have Bobby Dreyer sticking around from there. We have <laughs> Michael Cavaccini all the way from <laughs> Philadelphia, Philadelphia right. representing his Alive 75 shirt. All the way from San Diego, California, yes. Brian. Ace says hello. Deanna. <laughs> hey. Brian's mom, how are you? It's so good to see you. They stopped by. It's great. It's like a party here at Monaco Radio where Music and Minds meet. And on the phone, we should have Anthony. you there? I am. Matt. Look at that. Oh, man. Yeah. I'll tell you, we're firing on all cylinders here in the Kiss Room. How are you, buddy? Doing really well. Really excited. Can't wait to get down your way a week from now and uh, rock the house. All right, now look, of course, what Anthony's talking about, if you're my friend on Facebook, if you're in the Facebook group, and you don't know about the Alive 75 show coming to Montgomery County Community College, take your fist, put it to your head, and start punching, because I've been <laughs> promoting this like crazy, okay? My hat is off to all you bands that promote and put out evites and invites and Facebook and yes. go to people's houses and knock on their door Thank and say, you. you know, they're coming on November 21st. Anthony, I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Tell everybody what's going on with the Live 75. It really is. You know, and it's funny you mentioned it. It is tough to get people to come out these days. I totally get it, and, and I, I have a lot of respect for people who do come out and come to see the shows because totally. it, it, takes, it takes a lot of effort, right? It takes a lot of time. Um, I, I understand what we're asking of people, but I can promise you a fantastic show. You know, the one thing that bothers me the most is people who miss the show but see a little bit on video or see some of the pictures or talk to somebody who was there, and then says, wow, I should have been there. I can't wait till you guys circle around again. And unfortunately, we're trying to hit so many markets and so many areas. Yeah, we really don't yeah. circle around again too quickly. So I really hope that anybody who's interested in seeing us comes out to see us at Monco. We're, we're happy to bring it to the home of the Kiss Room and the home of Matt Porter, and we're looking forward to a really, really great night. See, that's the thing. Yeah, my home field advantage. So anybody that doesn't know that's on the Montgomery County Community College campus and isn't aware, get with the people because this is going to be the best. And in addition, obviously, we have Live 75 bringing the classic KISS show, but you're bringing special guests as well, right? I was just going to say, absolutely. So so Matt, uh, if he hasn't mentioned it already, is is going to MC our night. Uh, and Matt's going to have the pleasure of talking awesome. to you, as well as everybody who comes out to see us will have the pleasure of talking to Lydia Chris, who will be in attendance, J.R. Smalling, who will be in attendance, and Len D'Alessio, who will be in attendance. Uh-huh. It'll, it'll be a great night. And look, obviously, if you're listening to the Kiss Room, if you're within the sound of my voice, and those <laughs> names, if they don't mean something to you... What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, I, didn't feel I, needed, I didn't feel I needed to explain who they were, right? <laughs> Those are the people. They we're talking right there. to the crowd that knows who they are. Now, obviously, look, it should be a sellout just because I'm going to get up on stage and welcome you all here. But come on, really, what a, what a lineup. It's amazing. So we're going to have a blast. It's next Saturday, which is November 21st, right here in our Science Center Theater. It's going to be a blast. 340 DeKalb Pike, Bluebell PA, 19422. Google it. Drive here. Michael's got his Live 75 shirt on right now. Very nice. Yeah. Anthony, I'm already ready for you guys. <laughs> awesome. So two, two, quick, two quick things. Uh, one, uh, we're real excited about the show for, for, for two reasons. Um, one, we're going to have, and we haven't had this opportunity to really do it uh, since our initial show. We've come a long way since then. Um, but we will have that kind of 1975 time walk experience. So we'll have some mm-hmm. of our poster art out. 
We've got our AV reels going. Um, we've got a lot of those, those elements to kind of start to set the, the time and the place for people, right? We, we really want to try to bring 1975 back in a couple of different ways, not just with a, with a tribute show, right? We want to set the stage before we hit the stage. Right. Uh, and two... We have a new member of the group who actually is on the line with me, Ron Albanese, who's stepping into that star child role, uh, thanks to Matt taking the MC role, Ooh. which is where Ron used to uh, support us. Um, we've got that gap filled, but, but Ron brings a whole nother level of excitement and energy to the, to the project, and uh, we can't wait for him to make his debut. Ron's on the line with me now. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, what's yeah. up, everybody? Hey! Hey, welcome, Ron. I'm psyched. I am totally psyched for this. Uh, Matt, awesome show, by the way. Thank I do you. check it out all the time. Well, you know, see, that's even now, more than ever, people have to come to the show at Monco because as a KISS fan, everybody wants to see it first. And it's your debut as the, as the Paul Stanley character. Oh, yeah. So obviously, nice. people can't, you can't see the first time if you're not here. So we, everybody's got to be here. Can, can, you, can you do a rock and roll? I, I gotta get out of here. Can you do a rock and roll party? You just say that once. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, right. hey. There you go. It's a rock and roll party. See, now, Bri- Brian had to leave, but I told him he had to wait till at least he gave him one of those. Because Chris Giordano, you know, he's not even here yet. Into this and, and having a good New York slash Southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Woo. <laughs> So how are you getting prepared? Now, obviously, Ron, we've been reading your blog. You're talking about I'm going to be Paul Stanley. Tell us about that. You know, it's something because, uh, yeah, I'm a KISS fan. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a super KISS fan. But, you know, stepping into to this deal is a lot. These guys have a year under their belt, and they're a year along. And, you know, I'll ask them for advice, and they're all helpful. And it, this is totally to go way on the inside belt. This is when Eric Carr joined in, like, 1980. Right, it's like, right. you know what I mean? I'm saying, well, what do I do, you know, with this makeup thing or anything? And they're totally helpful, but you could see there's a little bit of a giggle or a little bit of uh, <laughs> a, big brother, a big brother helping a little brother out, you know? So uh, from music uh, to the whole production thing, we've been rehearsing and rocking like nuts. And more importantly, you know, we're just, we're becoming kind of buddies here. Everybody's on the same kind of mission. And, um, you, you know, what really wowed me, you know, and going back, Matt, to when I was doing uh, the MC thing with the guys, which I had the opportunity to do, I got to see, got to go inside the belly of the beast here, and it's such a, a top-notch operation from top to bottom. And uh, besides just having psyched myself out, yes, it's been a lot of practice. Well, and you know, it's funny. I mean, that's obviously when uh, when the guys were here back in May, we had everybody in, and I remember Jr. saying that he had walked on stage and he couldn't believe that everything was in the exact right spot. And to hear that from Jr., who actually, you know, really was one of the people, kind of the architects of that, for him to be that surprised sure. and impressed, I think really speaks to what these guys and what you guys are going to bring here. So, Yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. Again, uh, as you said, anybody with ears, if you got your ears on right <laughs> yeah. now, 1121. All right, Monco, we're coming for you. you got to be there. Woo! Yeah, and you know, Ron, Ron is being generous with uh, with the work that we've been doing because we've still got work to do. I think I've said this from the beginning, right? We 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 took this on as a bucket list item. Uh, it's actually just a year ago, um, and we really underestimated how much work goes into something like this. And over the year, we've you know we've refined and we've gotten better at it. There's still 
there's still a lot of uh, stuff that we've got planned for 2016 that we want to continue to bring to the show. Uh, and Ron joining uh, the team here, uh, that jump starts a whole a whole other level of interest, excitement, and opportunity. Ron is an Uber fan, and I think um, if we go back to maybe the first time we spoke, Matt, you know, I mentioned to you that you know the, the guys in the band are all Kiss fans, and we've been loving the music and living the music since the beginning, but not really underneath it all, not really knowing that much about all the history and all the elements that go into it. We've really become students of that, right? To try to recreate that show, we've got to go back, got to study, got to talk to people, got to figure things out. Ron has all of that in his back pocket. And for the moment, um, he joined us in the MC capacity, has been able to give us some feedback, some tips and things to think about. And now as being uh, you know, a member of the group and on stage with the four of us, when we go into these rehearsals, you know, Ron is, is, is real critical of, you know, we need to focus on this and we've got to pay attention to that. And this has to sound this way. And it's given us kind of a whole new appreciation for what we're doing. And we're all working really hard and we cannot wait. And I tell you, we cannot wait to hit that stage on the 21st to show you what we got. Plus, everybody needs to know. I mean, obviously, we're going to be live with a kiss room from 5 to 7. So I've been saying if people are coming to the show that they can bring their cans of food. We're going to have a a canned food drive as well. So if you want to be on the kiss room, if you're coming to the show, stop by. We're going to be live from 5 to 7. But Monaco Radio is going to do. Well, and you're going to be on. Here's the thing. We're going to do what's called Kiss Hunger Goodbye. And it's going to be a radio marathon starting at 9 o'clock and rolling all the way till like about 7 o'clock. Every hour, a different show, something featured here on Monaco Radio. Now, look, if you're tuned into Monaco Radio, you obviously know how to listen. So bring your can of food, come see the show, come hang in with the Kiss Room, and come see a Live 75. It's next Saturday, November 21st. Can't go wrong. Sounds good to me. I think I'm going to go. You know what? You're invited. <laughs> it's a party. So, now, so want to tell folks, folks on the inside, we just started a run of radio ads on WMMR. Uh, really? Rock of Philadelphia, absolutely. So you're going to start hearing that. Actually, they should, have start, they should have started running last night, and they're going to run continuously now through next week. So we're hoping that that also spurs um, a, a rush for tickets. We've seen a steady increase as we get closer and closer, and we know people tend to wait until the week of or even the day of. But you've got a small theater there, and uh, I'm feeling really good about filling that theater and selling that out. So if there's anybody who's listening who's thinking about going, Make sure you get your tickets as, as quickly as you can. Make sure you have a seat for the show. Make sure you make Matt Porter proud. See, I, I feel like a contest winner already because I know a lot of the people <laughs> that are coming. It's like this section around me. I think Bob Felix, my friend uh, that, that Rob Templeton and Ben, and they're all going to be sitting right around me. Uh, you know, it's nice because even my wife and my daughter are coming. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a big party, really. Now, Matt, t- tell them where your seats are. Tell them where your seats are. Look, now, I'll admit it. I bought them on what I call, and everybody calls Gene's side of the stage. That's <laughs> Anthony. That is you. <laughs> you I'm know. watching the seat map. I'm watching the seat map, and I'm seeing a little bit of a kind of preference towards that side of the house. You I, know, I, hey, I, look. I'm not going to take the credit, but that's just the way things are laying out right you, now. You know what's really funny is the theater that we're in, it's actually the Science Center Theater, and they bring in all kind of really cool acts. I mean, if you go to mc3.edu slash livelyarts, you can see they bring in jazz people and guitar people and all kind of thing. I think we're really going to kind of blow people's mind when they see, you know, a live 75 on the stage. And I always joke, you know, I have a administrative staff meeting in there once a month and you know, it's going to be real different this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're really looking forward to that. Forward to hearing? 
You know what? I'm see, sorry, I, go ahead. well, I was going to say that if if you're saying what are we looking forward to? I mean, obviously everybody was talking about how you know Kiss did the Alive album on the cruise. Well, I don't go on the cruise because uh, I'm pretty broke. And, uh, you know, you figure they did not even have the intro, which we have JR coming. If, really, for me, if, if JR says Montgomery County Community College, you wanted the best, you got the best, that's be pretty, pretty damn cool. Absolutely. So, I mean, Absolutely. really, like people out there, obviously, they're going to go to your website, Alive75.com, right? Absolutely, and we've got a lot of conversation happening on the uh, Facebook page, so Facebook slash Alive 75 Kiss Tribute, and there are links back and forth between the two sites, but um, the engagement's been high. Uh, it's been really cool to see folks uh, start to build that community, Ron and the blog, the behind-the-scenes stuff uh, people seem to be enjoying, and I think it's a great way to just uh, get people involved and make people understand and be aware of what's going on here. Absolutely. What do you think, Michael? Which song do you want to hear? Oh, there we go. So you nice. know it's funny because when you think about that Alive album, so iconic, and every song is good. Yeah, I, I love Cold yeah. Gin especially. Cold Gin, perfect. See, Anthony, now the pressure's on you. you got to sing that. A little Parasite, you parasite. know. Parasite. So parasite little... always comes out. Yeah, that's, that's at the top of all the uh, surveys usually. But I think, Matt, you're right. It is such a killer, no filler kind of record, yep. uh, top to bottom. And that's something, you know, again, Anthony talks about behind-the-scenes stuff. It's totally uh, an endurance uh, thing for us. We, like, train up just to be able to keep that energy level so high for, oh, boy, the almost 100 minutes or so that the whole record runs. Mm. Um, wow. So, you know, we equally kick butt on Deuce and Cold Gym. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. So, guys, we're totally looking forward to it. Obviously, we'll talk to you again next weekend. Hopefully, you can come into the studio with me for some of the Kiss Room. Uh, you're going to be getting ready, but uh, we're the Kiss Room. will be live at 5 o'clock. Maybe you come in and do Harem at uh, nice 4 o'clock with Bob. You know, we can have all kind of fun. I think it's going to be a total blast. I mean, it's like it's really becoming quite a uh, an event. We'll have Eric Tato Rock's car will be here with some Eric Carr merchandise. He's going to probably be in the full getup, you know, uh, Eric Carr nice. tribute. So obviously people are thinking a lot about Eric Carr right now. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. There will be a lot of people here that we're going to have an awful lot of fun. So We are so looking forward to it. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to roll us into this, which is basically a commercial for this event. Now, I'm going to say this. If anybody that is listening right now, if you're close to Monica, you don't have a ticket, what are you waiting for? <laughs> any, any last words you guys want to say before I go into this song? No, I think we're good. Uh, again, we're excited. We can't wait, uh, and, and we look forward to seeing you on Saturday. So you're in the KISS room next Saturday, November 21st, Live 75 here at Montgomery County Community College. It's going to be an event. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you later. All right. Imagine going back in time to 1975. Witness the sights and sounds of early KISS as they burst onto the music scene. A Live 75, a tribute to KISS, can take you there. This one-of-a-kind classic Kiss tribute brings the iconic Kiss Alive album to life with all the elements of a 1975-era Kiss concert, including all the sights, sounds, and energy. Immerse yourself in this rock and roll experience as Montgomery County Community College brings Alive 75 to the Bluebell campus on Saturday, November 21st at 8 p.m. Buy your tickets now by going to mc3.edu Slash lively arts. Alive 75, the ultimate classic kiss tribute. 
Tickets at mc3.edu slash livelyarts. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter. Kiss Army, you got nothing to lose. We're here in the Kiss Room. It's Friday. It's about 3.28 yep. uh, you know, Friday afternoon. Now, calling in, we were talking about we're going to go back in time to the beginning. So, calling in right now, we have on the phone from New York City, Zeka. How are you? Can you hear us? Pretty good. Pretty good. i got to go 
dust off my brain cells, but I think besides that, I'll be okay. I'm going to get the volume up here as high as I can. <laughs> and uh, so now here's the funny thing. We were talking a, a little bit online, and then uh, obviously what we're talking about, we just talked with Anthony and Ron from Alive 75. We're taking people back in time. You go back to the start with KISS. Yeah, um, actually my connection was originally with Sean, with Sean Delaney, hmm. who was their, you know, as you know, was their road manager and the uh, partner of their manager, Bill Coin. So I actually met Sean first, and it was Sean that brought me into the whole, uh, the whole world of KISS. So that was back, you were talking, I think you said you had landed in New York City around 1973. And, yeah, uh, I, I think of my arrival here as May 1st, 1973. So really, I think that's one of the things. Talk about, take us back in time, put us in the mindset of what was going on, New York City, that scene, the scene that spawned KISS. What were you doing and what were they doing? Well, I had hitch, literally hitchhiked to New York City <laughs> because I grew up in Washington, D.C., and there was no music scene there. There was just nothing. There was one roadhouse, the famous cellar door, and uh, people would come in from out of town. But there was so there was such a lack of a club scene in D.C. that uh, Nils Lofgren, who was our our local hero, had to play in a movie theater after uh, midnight. You know, because wow. there was there were no clubs. <laughs> so. Really quickly, I figured out, you know, if if I kept my butt in Washington, nothing would ever happen for me. And I was determined to be a rocker. Now, I got to say, I'm a keyboard player. So keyboard players can't carry their instruments around. <laughs> we have in those days, you know, even even the quote portable keyboards were heavy, you know, Fender Roses, stuff like that. So I had to find a scene that would work for me. So I hitchhiked to New York. Arrived here uh, May 73, and I immediately began to hang out in, uh, not yet in the music scene, I just kept, uh, I, I sort of hung out more in an artist's scene. There were all sorts of guys that were hosting, um, I guess what would be like, an, in the 1800s would have been called a salon where people meet and hang out and talk and network. And, you know, there would be painters, there would be artists, there would be musicians, there would be act, people who wanted to be act. I should, I should say want to be in front of all of this. <laughs> and one night I was, I was at a bar and uh, that I hung out on a regular basis. And the bartender, who was a wannabe playwright, <laughs> said to me, yeah, well, you know, welcome to, New to Greenwich Village. And he said to me, you know, I have somebody you have to meet. You two are so much alike, and you're both musicians, and your personalities are so much alike that you'll either hate each other instantly <laughs> or you'll become inseparable. <laughs> and that was Sean. Wow. And we took one look at each other and realized that we had, we were so hyperactive that we were the only two people that were good company for each other. <laughs> I mean, we were ADHD poster boys, you know? <laughs> and, and we just absolutely bonded instantly. 
Now, I know you've had Leon, uh, uh, Leon Delaney on your show, yes, right? sure. So, you know, Sean adored his younger brother and grew up with him and, you know, adored being the big brother. And I was, this, you know, firstborn, so I always longed for an older brother, and that relationship just clicked. We became a terrible twosome in, on the New York scene. And uh, Sean, I, at this point, I think you would know the dates better than I do, but I think Bill had already signed Kiss for management. Well, yeah, you were talking. You were talking '73, so yeah. At that point, you know, they were they were probably getting ready to really do do the first bunch of dates, and then Bill would have the first album. You know, the first album would be out by '74, February. So yeah, right around that time is exactly when right. you know so he was right on the around the time pad. that they right around the time they were signing, and uh, it was very hard in those days to just be a 21-year-old, land in a city with no skills, who I had left home at 18, uh, you know, never went to college or anything, and with this fantasy of wanting to be a musician. And Sean looked at me and said, look, I know about two projects. One, Kiss needs a rehearsal space. Two, there's this theater company that wants to be formed as the first openly gay theater company in America. Something absolutely unheard of. It had never been done before. They need a space. Would you like to be the proprietor, the guy that runs this space? And I said, of course, I ain't got a place to live and I ain't got a job. You know? What do you think? So that... Then when he, he showed me what the space was, I sort of gagged because it was a basement. Now, uh, let me pick, uh, picture this. It was a large loft, like you think of a living loft in New York terms. Right. But it was underground. Oh. It actually had a wooden floor because there was a sub-basement. But the walls were brick, and you were literally entirely underground. And uh, so that they could make all the volume they wanted with their first set of marshals. Right. They could crank them and be self-indulgent and blast. <laughs> and they had enough square feet that they could rehearse all their original choreography. So I became the sort of, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a, the, the theater manager. Wow. And on alternate nights, this theater company would rehearse their first production, which I was in. Uh, it was a six-man show. And on nights that the theater wasn't working, KISS was working. So, so you saw those early, 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 like when they're working out the choreography and things like that. That was really stunning. I had never seen anything like that. I had... Uh, the first dressing room I ever crashed was Alice Cooper's because that was a big fan. That's another great story, which we don't have time for right now. But, you know, I had sat and chatted with Alice and loved his theatrics. But they were very simple in those days. You know, he had a light bulb, a bunch of sheets, and a hammer <laughs> that he used to pound on the stage for the song uh, Sunrise. Mm. 
And so I had thought of that as, you know, theater. But this was completely different. This was actually choreographed. Now, you have to remember, the Beatles were choreographed. But it was so natural that you didn't stop and think of it as choreography. It just seemed to flow. They were very carefully choreographed. This was different. This This was choreography for the eyes. Absolutely. You know, this was a whole different way of looking at a band on stage. And I was joking you with the other with you the other day. I can still remember them. You know, they used to dip their the necks that they used to tilt their torsos. <laughs> right. To dip the neck of the guitar to the left. <laughs> then they would tilt their torsos to the right to lift the guitar neck up into the air. And I still remember Left, 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 right, left, right, left, 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 right, 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 left, right, left, right, right, to the front, 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 left, front, left. I can still do it to this day. Everybody who's listening is now thinking of the deuce dance, and they're doing it right now. So, is that what we call it now? The deuce. Called that for a long time. Yeah, I think that was always their opening number in those days. And I bet you. I bet you if you played me the other songs, you could remember them. Because, <laughs> dang, these guys could rehearse till the cows came home. That was uh, really, really kind of... So it was really eye-popping. The other thing that they did, which I never heard of before, was because Bill Coin, uh, I think, came from doing commercials originally. Sure. And television, back? yeah. From television. So he had access to video cameras. Right. And these guys would not only rehearse till they couldn't stand anymore, but then they would sit and watch the video and say, ah, oh, that works. Oh, no, that doesn't work. And, oh, you're late. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is with you? You're like way behind the rest of us. You know, so that, that was, I was going to say, one of, your, amazing to watch. one of your claims of fame is that you are in Gene's book. Because he describes that theater as a rat-infested, uh, you know, basement, and didn't even credit me with a name. <laughs> Come on, those weren't rats; those were just very large water bugs. <laughs> okay, a couple of them were a little hairy, but you know, <laughs> what can you do? They're New York water bugs, you know. Everything in New York's big, right? With attitude. Big oh, with attitude. Man. And I had to sleep there, you know. So oh. was a little frightening the first couple of weeks. But we, and I didn't even have a hot water heater. So uh, that was uh, that was cold showers for the first couple of weeks. Well, now, at I that could, time, uh, you, you were also playing in bands yourself. I mean, so describe oh, what was the scene like and what was, what was going on with you. What were you doing at that time? Well, remember, um, this is Max's Kansas City was already open, but this was not yet the punk scene. The punk scene hadn't quite, uh, you know, was still a little couple, a couple of years ahead uh, in the in the distance. It wasn't even wasn't even a, a, a dawn yet. So a lot of it was bars. And uh, very small spaces with not particularly high volume. Max's was the only one where... Oh, I actually saw Alice Cooper there again at Max's. I saw Iggy there. Yeah. I saw Al Cooper mm. at Max's. So there was already 
uh, an established music scene, but you didn't play Max's like right off when you first started. So it was a lot of bars and particularly cover bands. So I did the same thing that every young kid did when he arrived in New York, and that was join a copy band, 45 minutes on, 15 minutes off, four or five, as many as five sets a night, you know, with the smell of burgers coming from the, from the grill across, over by the bar, you know, the burgers wafting over the, <laughs> over the stage, and, you know, the grease getting on the guitars. Oh. But that's how you, you learn your chops, you know. You, you uh, become a cover band that gets your reputation for a certain style of music, mm. whether it's rock or, in those days, I played on a lot of early disco bands. Bad rock, that's what you got, that's what you got, that's blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I could have screamed after about 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh. Do get to Led Zeppelin! <laughs> So now you were like you were working with them. I mean, I think you said you even were kind of carrying their amps sometimes and working. With I them did roadie and... for them, but uh, I'm five foot six, and in those days I was uh, you know 120 pounds, 26 pounds, <laughs> something like 26 inch waist. And uh, after a couple of days of humping uh, at Coventry, which of course. Oh, you know, there is a video of Coventry, isn't there? Absolutely, yeah. yeah that's right. I, I, I was roadie on that gig. Wow. And if I ever manage to get uh, a copy with enough pixels that I can enlarge it, I can probably find myself on the side of the stage. And I look like this teeny elf <laughs> compared to all the other roadies, which were huge, you know. There was Marshall Lambs. It weighed a ton. So uh, a couple couple of times that, that that was quite enough. And you but, were seeing um, you were seeing them live back in those days. I mean, what were you thinking? Like, would you have thought that forty years plus later we'd still be talking to it? You know, talking about the topic of Kiss. Okay, <laughs> let me let me put a couple things, a, a couple elements or a couple bricks. You know, whatever you want to think of it, that stood out immediately. First of all, they had three lead singers. Those voice they had three men who had lead singer voices. Right. Yeah. You know? And that was an extraordinary thing when they got together and sang all at once, you know, your hair wiggled. It was <laughs> just amazing. The other thing they had was which to me you can't rock without it. They were so tight it squeaked. Right. That's good. They were ferociously tight, and that's what makes a band rock from the stage. Too many young kids don't learn that. They think, yeah, I'd be up there in stone to be loosey-goosey and cool, man. Oh, man, do we rock? You know, it doesn't work that way. Um, I, when I coached bands, I used to tell them, if you want to be a prof uh, if you want this to be your profession, Right. And Kiss was the first band I saw approach being a band that way. We have to be professionals or this ain't going to work. <laughs> you know, we're going to look like a bunch of drunk clowns up there. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and the songs were just so catchy. I mean, they just had everything going for them. 
um, one thing that you and I joked about the other day that, that people forget, they didn't have those, you know, $1,000 costumes <laughs> and uh, makeup that didn't melt halfway right. through the set. They got when I first met them, they were still wearing leotards, <laughs> and they had a, a, a. I don't know if you're too young to remember this. There was something going around called uh, in the glitter period called a Ronco rhinestone and stud setter. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> remember, right. Yeah, of course. Do you remember that? Anything like Rompapio and everything else back then. <laughs> and they used to sit there with their leotards and bang. Put it here, bang, bang. <laughs> Thing and put all these, you know, uh, studs and uh, on onto their leotards. But the thing is, they had a vision, and they got up off their butts, and they did what they could from scratch. They didn't wait for money to make it easy to do. They did what they could with their own hands. And their own sweat. Absolutely. A lot of people don't think that way anymore. Oh, I can't leave home at 18. Who's going to pay for my cell phone? <laughs> you know? Well, you know, that was something we, we were even joking about the other night was the idea of promoting. You know, now everybody just hits, you know, maybe they hit share on a Facebook post. But I was joking even with you, and then I was joking with my brother. Old school flyering, where you used oh, to go out and hang up poles. posters. Oh, man. Everybody in a band had a roll of tape or a staple gun. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And what we used to use, wheat paste. So we would walk. Remember, this is legal. You can't be pasting stuff on buildings, and particularly not on government property, like <laughs> right. a light post or a mailbox. So somebody always had to play lookout. While the other two, or one person had the bucket and the wheat paste, you know, slapped up the wheat paste. The next person slapped up the poster, which we got out of somebody's office off a Xerox, color Xerox machine, you know, and we had to, somebody had to sneak it on their lunch hour. Nobody had money. Everything was seat of the pants, right. including Kiss. Well, it, it, it wasn't expected. You, you either earned your position or you didn't and you mentioned maxes i mean what aerosmith started out 73 74 you know coming down from boston getting their hard knocks and they were the bands that made it and that's why they still have the longevity today and that's why kiss yeah. still does it they know what it was yeah. like to be at that spot now there's one other element i'd like to toss in here and that's quote the scene there was no Twitter, hey, this place is going to be hot tonight, let's all meet at this place. No, you hung out at a single place five nights a week. Right. Yeah. Because you could, tr first of all, you could get there by walking. You didn't have to get take a set. Wherever it was in your neighborhood, you'd walk there, and you would, it was a place that had a rep, and you could trust it that you would be there with your friends, you would meet people you would like, and you would hear music that you would like. Absolutely. That's true about Coventry, that was true about Maxis, Kansas City, that's true about, you know, uh, the, little, the little bars that had six-inch stages. You picked a place that you liked and you, and you felt at home. 
and you hung out. So there's a lot of communication by word of mouth that made bands work. Right. We told each other, man, I saw this band last night. They were called Talking Heads. Well, who ever heard of a band named Talking Heads? <laughs> they were fantastic. Or Blondie, you know. Yeah. You had to see these. You, had, you, told, you got on the phone the next day and you told all your neighbors and, or friends. And it, so the posters were in the neighborhoods where we all lived. That's why you saw the posters. Because you walked up and down the street, the neighborhoods were these... Everything was community. You know, you live within walking distance in a neighborhood that was people like you, clubs that you'd like to go to, music that you'd like to hear. And that was very easy in Greenwich Village. Right. You know, you had... uh, I was going to say, at the time, your band was Cherry Vanilla, right? Well, that was... I joined Cherry Vanilla... In uh, a little bit later, in fact, Sean. Oh, okay. I'll tell you this story. Do we have time for another story? I don't sure, know. I'm absolutely. not even watching the clock. Sure. I was very lucky to have seen spotted an ad in the Village Voice, and that was a eight-piece funk band who was looking for a secondary keyboard player. They already had a main keyboard player. They wanted a second synth player, and in those days. Uh, playing keyboards had a lot to do with playing clavinet. You had to very, have very bouncy wrists. To, 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 and I'm not going to go any further with that. But you really had to be able to, you know, do that uh, very superstitious kind of sound. And uh, so I made the grade, I made this band. And so all of a sudden, I'm touring arenas in coliseums and I'm 23 years old and I was in heaven because I was seeing all these great funk and soul artists that were my idols night after night I would stand backstage and look over the amps and watch oh golly the spinners the dramatics Rufus Lachaka Khan uh, Joe Tex Millie Jackson Jerry Butler um uh, did I say Ron Banks and the, uh, the, the Dramatics? Um, uh, you know, oh, 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 what's his name? Bad luck. I was just joking about that earlier. Who is that? Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. <laughs> yeah. I saw all these guys. But I found the scene terrifying. There were just too many diamond pinky rings <laughs> and women in little white fox chubbies with enormous bodyguards. <laughs> And uh, these guys with these huge hairy chests, and in the middle there would be this big gold disc with their zodiac sign surrounded by two rows of diamonds. You know, <laughs> Matt's I, got I his on it. now. Yeah, that's what I'm dressed as right now. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, was, it was. I was well, when I saw Guns backstage. That that's when you know it hit the fan. There you go. That, yeah. I was miserable, yeah, so I went running to Sean, and I said. You know, bro, I'm like, this is too much for me. And he said, well, why don't you play rock and roll? And I said, no, no, my... Oh, I can't curse on the radio, right? Right, right. I don't know, I don't know my glutes from my elbow. Because <laughs> 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 uh, about rock and roll, I play rock and roll. I, mean, I played funk. I grew up in a, you know, an urban environment. I, I... And he said, look, I'll play a song for you. Just, just one song. 
So you know, can just imagine the sound system that Bill Coyne and Sean had in their house sure. up in the country. So you know, it, it almost knocked my eyebrows to back, back <laughs> where my ears are. Mm-hmm. And he played this one song, and there was a silence after he's waiting for my reaction. And I looked at him. I said, "If rock music can do that, I'll learn how to rock." There you go. Yeah. yeah. That song was Desperado. Wow. Oh, great song. By the Eagles. Mm. And I was floored. I was just floored. So he got me an audition with Cherry Vanilla, who had worked with uh, David Bowie for years. She was famous for working with Bowie. Because he said, you know, there's this funny scene happening called the New Wave scene. It wasn't even called punk yet. It was just called New Wave. And everybody's green. Everybody's learning. You can all learn together and sort of, you know, learn your chops. There'll be clubs that will accept you. And at that time on bass was Chasm Sultan, who later went with, uh, he's now with Meatloaf. Mm. And there were some really good players. And I learned, thanks to Sean, and he said, well, you're going to need an amp. So he reached into his living room and said, here, have this Fender Twin. Mm-hmm. I Not looked a bad at thing. him. I said, are you kidding me? I can't accept this. He said, what are you going to do without it? <laughs> he literally gave me my first amp. Wow. Right awesome. out of, fresh out of his living room. Brand new Fender Twin. Which in those days was like, you know, handing some musician a bar of gold. <laughs> That's so, fantastic. Yeah. So, uh. Cherry went on to, you know, we, we went on to tour all over Europe with the punk scene and eventually signed to RCA London. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what, before I let you go, I want to know, do you have any specific memories kind of about the guys in Kiss or, you know, a specific thing that happened while you were hanging out with all them or something like that? Not too many events because I didn't really hang out with them outside of my loft. I, I hang out with uh, Sean a lot. You know, I told you we were a terrible twosome. Right. People would walk in and go, oh, Al, here comes, here comes Sean and Zeka. <laughs> <laughs> Move the glasses. There you go. But um, I, think, I think first impressions are always important. And I think the one thing that really stunned me when I first met Kiss was how different the guys were from each other. Right. Hmm. Like, when you think of the Ramones, you think of four, you know, well, I don't know how many guys eventually passed through the band, but how alike they are. And Kiss was four very different personalities. Um, you know, I don't want to go into detail because we don't have much time anyway. But the thing that really surprised me was their dedication to the project. That this music, this show that we want to put on, this way of rocking, and the desire to get up in front of an audience and blow them out the doors. Right. Bonded Kiss, these four very, you know, what's the word, disparate? Yep. Uh, different personalities. They were not like the Ramones or the Sex Pistols or, uh, you know, from the same mold. They were really different guys who really knew how to work together and make it happen. 
I really got to credit them for that. They worked very, very hard to make it work. And they got their, you know, the reward they deserved. Absolutely. Now, you're still out making music. You want to tell us about that? Sorry? You're still making music. You have a new band. Oh, tell us yeah, about that. I, got a, I just started a, a brand new band this June. Uh, there was a, a four-day festival here in New York called the uh, Max's Kansas City 50th Anniversary Festival. Oh. And my new band opened it. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, we were, got asked to open the festival on opening night here at uh, a wonderful club called Bowery Electric. And when you come to New York, you have to go to Bowery, Bowery, Bowery Electric. That's a good place. Because it's that old school, uh, you know, Marshall in your face, power sound that made Max's and CBGB's so popular. And uh, I've put up uh, five tunes, I think, on iTunes. Uh, you can find them just by looking for Zeka, Z-E-C-C-A. No last name, just the single name. <laughs> and the tunes are there. And, uh, so we're rolling. We're starting to play around the city. And uh, hopefully people will say, hey, have you heard of this band? They haven't got any posters up, but you know, <laughs> haven't got any tweets from them yet. But dang, they're really good. You gotta go see them. <laughs> it's that word of mouth, right? Yeah, it's a word of mouth. It's the same New York, New York vibe, you know. Well, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to call in. We're going to actually play one of your songs here to you know get people turned on to that. Cool. So oh, thanks terrific. a million. Is there anything else you'd like to say to all the people listening all around the world? Well, I guess what I, the most important thing I like to say to young musicians is just do it. Don't stand around and wait for somebody to give you an opportunity on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. Roll up your sleeves, you know, be willing to sweat, uh, be willing to improvise, be willing to do, make any sacrifice you need to make, just Get up, trust yourself, believe in yourself, and do it. So what if it ain't slick yet, or if it ain't polished, or you ain't going to get polished until you do it? <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, just get up, believe in yourself, and do it. Well, Zach, thanks a million. Did. Yeah, that's exactly I think Very that, nice. that yeah, thought right. is fantastic. Um, I want to thank you for calling in. I also want to thank Tony Mann. He's the one who hooked you up, connected us so that I could get you on yeah, the phone. Definitely. I really appreciate Tony. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to thank him when I see him. So, Zeka, That's here's it. some of your music. Here thank on you. Monco this Radio. Treat. This is a lot of fun. All righty. And we're listening to Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. And we're going to bring Take this care. up. Let's see. I'm going to bring this up. <laughs> Yeah. 
Kiss Army, we're back for the second hour here of the Kiss Room. I want to thank Zeka for calling in. I want to thank, um, we had uh, Anthony and Ron from Alive 75. We had Brian and his girlfriend Deanna and, and their mom were here. And Brian's mom was here. That was a lot of fun. And we have Michael Cavaccini here with us. Yeah. yeah all right, Michael. Bobby Dreyer. Yeah. Of course, you know, Michael's got his Alive 75 shirt on because we're all going to be here next week for that show. You know, here's the funny thing. Zeka was nice enough to send me that song. It's called Lucky You. Perfect for Friday the 13th, yeah. broadcasting here live on Monco Radio, where music <laughs> and minds meet. The uh, good stuff, that was a lot of fun. Now, let's see, the phone's ringing, which uh -oh. I hope that means is on the phone, we should have Mr. Steve Campagna from Rock and Roll Over. Yes? Yes, sir. How are you, pal? Steven! Hey, Steve. Good, how you doing? Hey, how you Fantastic. doing? So what's how going you on? Doing? doing good? Hey. What's up, Bobby? How hey, you doing? No problem. <laughs> now, the last time I saw you, you guys tore the roof off Havana in New Hope, and it was a oh, fantastic show. Stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we, we have Matt Porter, we have you and, and the Kiss Room to thank for just being such an amazing forum and way Um to get, I mean, we, we had comments and we had things, and, and people sent us pictures from around the world um, to use for the display, for the multimedia display, and um, it was all because of the Kiss Room. Well, you know, it was it's fun really because uh, I remember walking in, and I think I might have told this story. Uh, maybe I told it on the podcast. 
But I walk in, and, and Havana, really nice place. I mean, obviously, you can get something good to eat there. I, I stopped down the street and got a Moo Burger. If you know Havana, you can get a Moo Burger. But anyway, and shout yeah. out to them, because a Moo Burger and a, and a chocolate shake and Evan, and I'll tell you what, that was about the best, uh, the best spot I could think of, because then I walk down the street, and the guy says to me, you know, you're here for the show. And I say, absolutely. And he says, well, are you on the list? And I say, I don't know. And, he, and I look over, and on the table, there's my name. And underneath it says, Porter, a powerful and attractive man. <laughs> and you know what? There's nothing that makes you feel more welcome than that. When you're powerful yeah. and attractive. Yeah, Fran, Fran asked me, he goes, should, should I write that on, on Matt Porter's thing? I was like, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that cool. was a blast. But, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. And we just want to thank, uh, you know, we just want to thank fans from around the world, like I said, the uh, – Social networking, podcast, you, uh, Ken Miller as well. Um, Ken we, Mills like said, we, we, from the yeah. podcast. Ken Mills, yes. The we main got, man. Um, yeah, we got. Um, we also received. We we got over a hundred pictures that we ended up using for for the show itself. We also want to thank uh, Sean Warren from Kiss Cave Collectibles. Yeah, Did you get to check out any of the stuff. You know what I did? It's funny. He had like every good magazine, like all the original grooves and the comic books and things like that. Yeah. The only problem is it costs a lot of money, and I'm pretty yeah. broke. So it's, uh, you know, that's the only obstacle is the yeah. empty wallet. Yeah, but it was great to look at that stuff. It was just really amazing. And uh, Charmaine was there from a rock and roll face painting. Uh, the face painters were there. Some people got their faces uh, made up. That was pretty cool. cool. Of course, Ara uh, is a Boston. We, we had a donation bucket. We ended up raising some money for the Tom Hale Memorial Fund as well. Um, the staff and crew at Havana was just absolutely amazing. Made us feel at home. Made us feel like rock stars. It was, uh, it was really great. Um, we just wanted to uh, let everybody know as well that we're gearing up uh, already for next October show. We're just trying to figure out what it's going to be, <laughs> and uh, the date's going to be announced next week on our new webpage that's being designed by, of course, the amazing uh, Jerry Lee Watkins. Uh, the show that we did a few weeks ago is being recorded in its entirety. Uh, it wasn't recorded in its entirety. Uh, it's currently being mixed by the legendary Flapping Bird, <laughs> and will be released uh, also in time for our, our site launch next week, so I guess the whole show will actually be available uh, to listen to as well. Um, we are planning another Kiss Room appearance. Yes! Live? Yeah. Are we going to be playing? I guess so. We're going we're to come in there. We're going to play <laughs> something and figure something out. I'm looking for ideas. We did the solo albums last time. Um, well, any Kiss Room, come on, let me know. What do you, what do you guys want us to do? My thought was to maybe come on and do... Um, the individual solo albums, maybe a couple of uh, songs off of Live to Win, a couple there of songs go. off of Jeans. Uh, could we say, I could say A-Hole. I could say that. <laughs> I get with that. Yeah, maybe, um, you know, uh, Aces, a couple of solo albums, Anomaly and, and Space Invader, and I don't know about to figure something out for Peter, but... Uh, <laughs> But, you know, maybe, maybe something like that along those Krupa lines. Like Kiss Room. Let us know. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want us to do. Maybe some 80s stuff. I don't know. Well, you know, see, I think it's too long to wait till October. So I think you need to do Christmas in July. And do the show at Havana again, but do it in July. In shorts. And, you know, in shorts. And, you know, and like, let's make it a twice a year thing. Because once yeah. a year, that's just too long to wait. 
Well, we've been we've been uh, we've been contacted by a couple of other places um, as well. In addition to coming back to the Kiss Room, uh, spring and summer, I think we might have a show in New York, and we might even have a show out in Pittsburgh. Nice, but, uh, very cool. And, and then we're going to try to kit, uh, to um, to to get maybe somewhere else in Philly, maybe back in Nevada or something like that, and do something because it's it's way too fun for me to just do once a year. Right. Way too much fun. And it's a lot of work for you guys. I mean, you, you guys put a lot of time in for that one show. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Bobby. We should do more. We should be playing every day. So really, that's what you're going to launch a new website. We're going to listen to yeah. the, uh, hopefully there's video from that Havana show, which was a total blast. And then yeah. uh, you're going to come back to do the Kiss Room sometime soon in 2016. So we got a lot to look forward to from Rock and a Roll lot Over. To look forward to. And we just want to tell everybody to go to the to, to a live seventy five show, and uh, it's 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 going to be absolutely awesome. I spoke to some people who've seen it, and they just said that it's absolutely awesome. I so wish that I could go. I'm so mad. I have two two shows that day, mm. um, but I think some of the other guys. I think Jerry's going. I think Fran's going, and That's I know awesome. Matt Porter. You have ringside Gene Simmons side. <laughs> I bought some front row seats myself. The one thing it's funny you'd say, like, you know, you wish you could go. I really am amazed at people's creativity when you, you know, tell them and they say, here's why they can't go. And I'll tell you, it's yeah. amazing the creativity and the excuses. It's great. But, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, you know, Steve's just got two gigs. <laughs> I have two shows. I have two shows. I have two shows. shows that day. Out of all the days of the year, that's like the only day this whole winter I have two shows in the same day. <laughs> what are you going to do? And it's not creativity. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Any last also, words you want to say? Push, I want to push the Kisteria show, too. Absolutely. Oh. Well, we're waiting for Chris to get here. Yeah. We, you know, He made the announcement last month. He called in and actually told us they have that show, Toys for Tots, coming up. It's going to be yeah. December 12th, yep. right in Fort yeah, Washington. So uh, we were hoping for uh, Chris to come in and give us a little bit of an inside scoop. Check but, on Facebook. You know, yeah. Yeah, look for, to see if he's singing some Freddie Mercury or something in his truck. You know, is there, is yeah, there, right. is there a Queen <laughs> song about running late? You know, you never know. Yeah, right, running late. Yeah. Don't late. stop me I'm now. <laughs> Don't stop me now. I'm having such yeah. a good time. But uh yeah, but we we, uh, we collected some kiss toys as well for the um for the for the uh, toys for tots as well. Um so hopefully we can get in contact with Chris about uh, getting uh to that show as well and figure out um get some stuff. I just want to say real fast our our information um, rock and Roll Over, Celebration of the Music of Kiss is a group where a group of professional musicians that come together for our annual concert in October, usually it's always at Havana. We are fans that don't consider us the traditional tribute band. Um, however, we follow the same creed of Kiss, producing an incredible show, both uh, visually and sonically. Uh, it's unique, and each time you experience it, and it is, it's always going to be something different. And come on out and celebrate with us, whether we're in New York, Pittsburgh, Philly. Music um, rock and roll over. A celebration of the music of Kiss. You can find us at www.rockandrollkiss.com, which is where the new website will be launched as well next week. Facebook, we're at Rock and Roll Over. Facebook.com, Rock and Roll Over. Uh, YouTube channel is YouTube.com user Stink Dog Five Thousand. <laughs> Stink Dog, <laughs> love it. Memorable. Stink Dog 5000, you can find it all down there. So Excellent. But again, Matt Porter, I just want to thank you again uh, for you guys who came. I know you were there. Chris was there. 
Um, you know, Joe was there. All, all kinds of great people were just there. And a lot of those people who were also there at that show wouldn't have known about it and would not have come if it wasn't for the Kiss Room. So just um, hey, it thank you again. It was a party. I'm glad I could get out of the house. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, I just want to say that, uh, you know, we, we all put, like Bobby said, we all put a lot of time into it. You know, Fran was a new addition uh, to the show this year, and he was just that. uh, He is Ace. I mean, he he plays and really sounds just like Ace. He really does things. Absolutely. And uh, but of course, Jerry Lee Watkins. All he did with the video. Oh, you guys are great. You know, pat yourselves on the back. But uh, Jerry just did an amazing job with that video thing, and uh, I I just thought it was great. Just so great. I, I kept I kept catching myself like staring back at the screen. (laughs) <laughs> the whole show, just trying to see like what's going on, and all of a sudden I see like you know the Fonz jumping a shark. Right and during <laughs> Charisma, that was the coolest part. It was during Charisma he had it timed out, yeah. and at one point the Fonz snaps his fingers, and these girls all run over and you go, "Yeah, that's Charisma." <laughs> yeah, right. Charisma. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks a million for calling, Steve. We'll look for the launch of the new website next week. And, yeah. uh, you know, you're talking about going out to Pittsburgh. I'm going to play a song. My brother's band, Clashing Plaid, is going to be in Pittsburgh tomorrow night, Saturday night. They'll be out there at a wow. place called Excuses with a band called The Dirty Charms. You all want to go to ClashingPlaid.com, get that info. I have an announcement about Clashing Plaid and Monco Radio that you're going to hear after this song here on Monco Radio where music and minds meet.
I get the feeling you've been gone too long. I get the feeling something's going on. And it's got nothing to do with me. You got Clashing Plaid there, and I should have joining us via the world. Ken, are you there? I here. Oh, Look at that. Mr. We Ken. got you. That's fantastic. Now, is Adam with you? Not as of yet. So we got Ken from the podcast. We're hoping to get Adam from uh, Kistry Science Theater. I got Michael Cavaccini. Hey, Ken. Hello, Michael. I got Bobby Dreyer. Hello, Mr. Ken. And now, you know what, before we, uh, if you can see if you can add him in there, we got a bunch of shout-outs, people are listening, Michael's got a whole list in front of him, people that shared the link, all kind of people like that, read through those. Sure. So we've got uh, Josie Mbelli, Stephen Javorski, Joe Lascone, Chris Hartman, Ricky Ziprian, am I saying that right? Ricky, I think it's Zaparian, maybe. Zaparian. His last name's uh, Cavachini. I don't know. It's, yeah. You shouldn't say those names, right? <laughs> I should be good at this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Steve Companion, who just called in uh, a little bit ago. Yay! Uh, Jason Bacane. Jason Bakken. We Bakken. said rocking with Bakken. Bakken like Bakken, right. right. Bakken with rocking. Uh, Robert Siegel, Gail George. has been updated. Oh, look at that. Skype is updated. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> 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 also, uh, Jim Zagel, Ira, Boston. Ira, obviously, Tom Hale Memorial Foundation. Yes. Everybody's, you know, supporting that. Totally. Uh, Mike Zimko, Chris Zimko, Jumpin' Joe Favoroso. We got Michael Danforth, Mikhail Burrell. Mikhail Burrell listening all the Burrell. way in Sweden. How about that? Sweden! Yeah. Very cool. Ian Wadley. Uh, Ian's from uh, Rock and Metal Punk. Co- Combat podcast. I probably said that wrong. Wadley. Wow, there you go. Right. Wadley, there you, you go. You just had them on the, kid, the podcast. Or you were just on their show, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I was on there. Uh, we talked about Cheap Tricks, Next Position. No, not Next Position, please, but All Shook Up. And uh, Chris from Decibel Geek was on their show, and he recently talked Psycho Circus with him. And I think that Matt's going to make an appearance there sometime to talk <laughs> about the <laughs> treat soundtrack. Nice. Very cool. We got a few more here. We also have Sharon uh, Jitsky. How do you say that? Is it Gitsky? Gitsky? You know, hey, look, I didn't see the list. Alex uh, Fernick. Alex Fernick. Eileen Pompey. Angel Dawn. Al Simbalik. uh, Jerry Botkin. Daniel Noblet. Brendan Castle. Britton Mitchell. David Snowden. Anthony Porter, and of course, Amy Porter, too. Amy Porter is even listening. Hello, Amy. my lovely wife. Let's see, Kathy Smith is listening. Eileen, you said, is listening. Joseph Belly, of course, posted some pics on the Kiss Room. Chris Ann Colvin is listening. She's been with us even since Harem. That's fantastic. If I'm missing your names because I'm trying to look at the Facebook and get this Skype thing hooked up, Candy Burton <laughs> listening all the way up in Canada. We're happy about that. You're all over the planet. Anthony Poole's listening. Who else? Okay, well, look. So, Ken, how are you, pal? I'm doing great, Matt. It's a busy time in the KISS world. Did you hear about the news? The tour dates? 
Uh, well, no, about what happened to Gene Simmons. I heard uh, that uh, his house, the house party or whatever he was doing was uh, shut down. What happened? Well, you know, even though he's a powerful, attractive man, even Gene Simmons has to follow the local noise ordinances. According to Page Six, the KISS co-founder's efforts to help raise money for children's charity at a Los Angeles gala and a gala day is, is enough for me. I don't know about you guys, but uh, anyway. <laughs> nice one. At, at, at a Los Angeles gala resulted in police being called to the event, which was being held at the home of entrepreneur Rowan Oza and shutting it down. You know Seven what? from Gene's performance traveled all over Beverly Hills. The cops showed up because of the noise. The benefit, dubbed the first annual children's... The, the Children Matter event was held as a collaborative fundraiser between Gene Simmons, Matter, and the Starkey Hearing Foundation. The event's website describes its efforts as being centered around the simple belief that the lives of children matter. Anyway, Simmons, who was reportedly performing with KISS guitarist Tommy Thayer, played for a celebrity-studded crowd that included Patrick War Patrick Warbutin. Remember him from Seinfeld and the Tick, right? Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Randy Jackson and other people. Uh, even the Fallout Boy bassist Pete Wentz was there, so whoop de doo. Anyway, um, <laughs> but is, it, is it true the police the, came because that dog was barking so loud in the back? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Gene was told to put the guitar down by the police, and, and he did. And uh, But the party did continue on with a DJ. You know, the thing that I take away from that is, remember those shirts? If it's too loud, you're too old? Yeah. Right, sure. And it's hard to believe that the Beverly Hills police are too old now. You so. know, they're just, they're too old. You know, somebody complained. It's terrible, isn't it? And they're old. They're old. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, see, that's I'm what I... try to add candy to this. I thought right away the fact that the news that you were talking about was the fact that they did announce some new dates for May 20th, 21st, 23rd. That's right. Will be different dates in Germany, and then KISS June... Third, we'll be at the Gods of Metal Festival. And it sounds like you might have got candy on the line. I What's have. up? Hey, how are you? Hey. You know, How's everyone doing? It's been a while. Can I say hi to you, Ken? Oh, hi, buddy. Got you someone know, else that wants to say even... hi to everyone in the kiss room. Say hi, Christian. It's... Hi, Ken. Hi, hi, Christian. You know, it's not even Halloween. I'm not. Look, Matt, I brought candy. <laughs> Look at that. See, that's perfect. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing well. How's everyone else doing over there? Fantastic. Great. Awesome. Well, listen, I only have a couple of minutes, but I just wanted to say, uh, well, I was going to shout out Ken. I didn't know you were live, but hello, Ken. Um, I also wanted to shout out my girl, Chris Ann. We went trick-or-treating, okay, on Halloween right. night, and we had a chance to stop by the podcast headquarters, <laughs> but... Uh, Matt, we just missed you by a nose hair because I think you and Gary were out doing your candy run. You know, but, that's, just, that's just terrible. But nonetheless, it was a good time. So, Ken, thank you so much for welcoming Chris Ann and I with open arms, and thank you for admiring our pumpkins. Of course. <laughs> Everyone in the Kiss Room, every, every red-blooded uh, uh, male in the Kiss Room loved your pumpkins, right, Matt? There you go. Uh, but I still, I still don't understand, Ken, how you were able to pull off that asylum costume because everyone thought you were Dorothy from the Golden Girls. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's what I do. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, it, it, it was it was a really fun episode. In case uh, anyone didn't li listen to our Halloween special that Matt and Gary and 
I put together. We had a lot of cool people stop by, and uh, Chris and Candy were definitely part of the fun. And thanks for the teddy bears. We've been waiting for those for like a year and a half now. Yeah, <laughs> some space bears. Yes. <laughs> yes, they made, they made their trip to Jindal, I think. Mm. Very cool. We know one thing before we let you go. I mean, obviously, one thing we're talking about was uh, we're, we have a live seventy-five coming in here next weekend, yes. and we're talking a lot about the early years of Kiss. And Zeka shared his memories of the very early days of Kiss and how he was hanging out with him. I really thought this might be a good chance while we have a bunch of people here. Let's kind of go around and thinking about this last year, but also thinking, obviously, like the fortieth anniversary of Alive and things like that. Favorite songs off Alive, things like that. Favorite thing you did this year that was Kiss-related. What do you think? Uh, well, this year's been kind of quiet as far as, you know, me and Kiss and, and whatnot. But uh, one thing that I will never forget, I'm going to have to go back to the Farewell Tour for a second because that was my very first uh, Kiss show. I lucked out, got to see the original four, and I was a huge, 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 huge Kiss fan at the time. I think I was, oh gosh, 10 years old. 10 years old. So um, that was something that was very memorable for me, and it's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. And as a matter of fact, um, I have a shoebox somewhere in my basement. It's filled right to the rim with confetti, kiss confetti, from from the farewell tour when I got to go see them. So that's something I thought I'd share with you guys. That's fantastic. Very cool. What do you think, Ken? Oh, wow. There's been a lot of cool things that happened this year. I think the Kiss Cruise is definitely something that all Kiss fans kind of look forward to. Whether you're on the boat or you get to live through it vicariously, it's it's neat to hear those rare songs that we have been starved of over the years. I mean, hearing Flaming Youth, whoever thought we'd hear that again, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and it, it, it's, just, it's just amazing. I really enjoyed the Kiss and Scooby-Doo thing. I know people are probably... I loved it. It was I really loved good. It too. It was, it was, it was like no, no, what no, no. to kiss fans. No, 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 no. And uh, no, no. aren't we on the eve of hearing some kiss dates no, announced? No, 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 no. no. What are we? Do- What's he saying? No, no, no. I, I, I think, no, no, I think Candy's son is singing. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. There you he's, go. See, look. He's giving, he's giving you guys a little show right now. I think. <laughs> That's funny. No, no, no. Is that his favorite kiss song? I don't know. I don't know. It could be a Kiss song. It is. It could be. It could be one of the lost tracks from uh, from the Kiss collection. So. <laughs> Funny stuff. All right. Well, listen. I gotta let you guys go, but I thought I'd uh, call in and, uh, and say hi to you guys. Um, but listen, enjoy the rest of your show, Matt. Uh, good luck next week with the Alive seventy five uh, show you. and the live broadcast of the Kiss Room. That's that'll be something. So I wish you all the best with that Excellent. for sure. Thanks. All right, take care, guys. Be good. We're still trying to beam Adam Smith in, uh, but I I, I will say this much in Adam's uh, absence. Both the podcast and you were were part of this upcoming panel that we're going to be uh, putting up around Thanksgiving time. Uh, The podcast is is looking at Carnival of Souls. You remember doing that recording, right, Matt? Wow, that's, that's right. We recorded that months ago. Yes, but it's finally ready to go. Wow. See, I, I kind of did some pod some podcasting so that I could take like the holiday off for Thanksgiving and still provide content. This is <laughs> it. Plus, 
Carnival of Souls really does have that autumn kind of feel to it. You know what I mean? You well, put your jacket on. It's and perfect because it's dark at 5 o'clock. It feels like you're going home. Everybody's kind of in a crabby mood because yeah. other than, you know, we got Thanksgiving. But, hey, look, the way I see it is, look, no need to be crabby. We got a Live 75. We got a Kisteria show coming up. We got a Kiss Room next week. We got another Kiss Room yes. in December. There's a new podcast about the cruise. Everybody's putting up cool stuff. But, man, I hate when it gets dark at 5 o'clock. Yeah. I do too. I do too. But you know, a lot of uh, Kiss podcasts might you know you you might think that we'd all be in competition, but no. Kissery Science Theater is going to be dropping a Carnival of Souls show around the same time, so we're kind of doing it in conjunction. That's a big word, like gymnasium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and we're just we're just going to try to give that album some love because there is some great stuff on there, even if. You know, it's it's not your go-to album. There's still some good, strong material there. The problem is, is I think the production. But we'll get into that when that episode drops. Do you have a favorite track off that album, Matt? You know what? I always go with Childhood's End myself, just because uh, I, that's the one that always sticks out in my mind. Especially in look, because to me, it kind of tied it in. I mean, at the time, it was total you know reunion tour and in my mind that's all i wanted was the reunion tour so when at the end of uh, childhood's end where he says uh you know he starts doing the god you got something about you and you're like oh my gosh that's a message to me <laughs> <laughs> just a little matt porter out there you know i want to ask the everybody in the studio this but have you guys ever thought about the kiss like star trek connection in a sense well, it's like, nothing about logic. Oh, here he! Whoa! Wait a second, Mr. Mills. We got Mr. Chris walking Chris in the door. Chris G coming in right now. Chris Giordano coming. Mr. In. Chris, so tell us what is the connection between Star Trek and brother of another mother, looking good. Damn, he's all like smelting sh- sh- everything. Oh. Uh oh. All right, ready? <laughs> oh, I, I was just going to say that. It's weird because there's so many different ways you can love Kiss. And I'm talking about, like, there was the Unmasked lineup. There was the Bruce Kulick, mm-hmm. Eric Carr thing, the Vinnie Vincent, Eric Carr thing. And <laughs> then you've got current Kiss and all these different incarnations. Next generation. And, <laughs> yeah. But it's, but it's weird. It always comes back to the original makeup, the original thing. And I was talking to somebody about, you know, they were talking about the new Star Trek that they're going to, you know, want to come out with this next year. And I said that basically what people want is that same show over and over and over again. And that's kind of what I think a lot of KISS fans want in some way. They want to have the greatness of the first lineup and that first look. And I think it kind of follows through. Any thoughts along that line? Well, I, I think there's a movie with the word star in the title coming out, but it's not Star Trek. That's what I'm looking for, new Star Wars. No, hey, never mind. You know, yeah, but in, in that same sense, you know, if, if if these new prequels were something that didn't have anything to do with any of the original characters, I'm not sure that would be as easy to sell to people. You know what, I think in a lot of ways, and look, we could, probably, we could spend way more time than we have, is the idea that <laughs> 1977, when you stop and think 1977, you know... I'm nine years old, and I pretty much had everything I wanted by then because you had Kiss, and you had all the best of those Kiss albums. You had the new Star Wars was episode four. We only called Star Wars. The only Star we should be talking about is the Star Child. And he's in the room now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's funny. We, 
what uh, Greg Johnson just said. Can I pick the whole Alive album as my favorite? Yeah, that's true too. The uh, good one. <laughs> that's my favorite. But you know, you're right, Matt. It's it's strange. Those things have stuck with us forty plus years now. Absolutely. Well, that's I think you know it was all the most fun stuff then. It's still all the most fun stuff. I almost feel sorry for the kids of today. I mean, they can go back and live vicariously through all of this, but they'll never have that, you know, time of hearing like Cheap Trick Live at Budokan or that Aerosmith album or the Alice Frampton comes a lot. But you know what? They yeah. have their own thing. The fact that I think some kids are hip enough to be into it's kids. It's going to be DJ you know Bush Bush. Yeah, you know, That's what they're like, going to grow up with. Actually, you know, a lot of these kids, I, I took a roll of quarters, threw them in my dryer, uh, recorded that, and that's now it's dubstep, so it just you know, sounds great. <laughs> it's actually uh, the number one song in uh, Germany right now. You know, right now. Chris, how are you doing? Hey! How are you? I'm doing well. I've missed you. I'm sorry for your loss, brother. We we were we were figuring you were singing a Queen song about being stuck in traffic. No, no, I was too tired to even do that. <laughs> Queen got that agility, but no, I'm too tired to even uh, get into that. I was the traffic was a nightmare getting over here. Wow. I was like, "Where's my transporter? I want to get over this traffic." You understand? You were under pressure. Under pressure. <laughs> Ding 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 ding. No, that's a vanilla ice one. Daddy on it. Daddy on it. Well, you know, Matt, you know, you're talking about the Alive 75 show coming up, and there's a big thing I really want to kind of draw attention to, and it's the fact that you're trying to help people with this, and you guys are going to be doing that radio marathon to try to help uh, kiss hunger goodbye, right? You know, look, hopefully everybody that tunes into Monco Radio, they usually tune in on a Friday from 3 to 5, whether it's the Kiss Room or the Grunge Garage or Jazz Straight Up or all that jazz or Smooth Jazz and Silky Soul, all these things on a Friday. But next Saturday, you can tune in all day from like 9 o'clock in the morning till about 7 o'clock at night. There's some kind of cool shows. We're going to have a harem show with Bobby. There's going to be a kiss room from 5 to 7. Look, we're going to have Len D'Alessio is going to be here. Lydia Chris is going to be here. J.R. Smalling is going to wow. be here. We got the show from Live 75. Yep. Amen. There's still a handful of tickets available. You could get one. You could be here. I think we need to start the kick funder right now to get Ken to be here. That would be a lot of fun. But, yeah, if you're, if you're coming to the show, bring along a uh, can of food. I think we're going to raffle off a guitar. You could win a guitar. Nice. It's you know, it's uh, something for you know for your sixty-nine cent can of peas. You could be a rock star, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm sure that you know if you if you tell everybody that you were you know here at Monco, they're going to want to come too. They're going to bring something with them. It's going to be a lot of fun. So look, and and if you made it through this whole show and you're just now figuring out, hey, a live seventy-five's going to Montgomery County Community College. Where you been? <laughs> <laughs> I. I personally want to encourage everybody that's listening, if you're on the Facebook page, share up the links that Matt is putting up because the more you share, the more people will get to see it. It's not enough to like something. It's important that you share it. If you really care and you want to help some people get fed, if you want to bring some attention to what Matt's trying to do with this and what the people at Monco Radio and the Montgomery uh, Community College are trying to do here, share it up. It's so important. It's the holiday. Share it. You know, right? and all the uh, all the info is on the event page on uh, thekissroom.com. And obviously, I've probably posted it 8 billion times. If you're in my Facebook feed, you know. If you're in the Kiss Room group, you know. So, yeah, it's all the most fun. 
Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mike? Your favorite uh, moment of 2016? Can you come up with a kiss moment? You mean 2015? What, what year is it? Yeah, see, I'm talking time travel. <laughs> we haven't uh, been there yet. You yeah. know, hey, I already know what the favorite moment is. It's doing the kiss room. Yeah. Huh? Uh, I don't, probably for me, uh, I got to interview Eric Singer and Ace Fraley this year. And mm-hmm. Eric Singer, that was a really cool interview because we talked on the phone for about an hour and he was really cool. Um, and that was a great experience because I got to you know hear from him. Um, you know what it's like dealing with some of the negativity from some of the fans, um, and just you know someone who's been in the band for decades now. Yeah. Um, so even though some people consider him part of the new lineup, he still is a part of some classic albums Absolutely. and experiences. I went to see Ace, and there was no one there, and I figured I'm going to get right in, and all of a sudden they're telling me I got to wait, and it turns out Michael was in there with Ace interviewing him, and that's where my <laughs> delay was. <laughs> And now he's going to choke you. (laughs) Now, we talked about it earlier, but obviously you have a show coming up. We talked about it because we weren't sure if you were going to make it here on time. Give us the details for everybody listening. We got all the most fun stuff. We talked to Steve from Rock and Roll Over. They're going to try and do another show. We got a Live 75 next week, but it's the debut kind of return. It's the return. The The return of Kisteria. Some some people, you know, it's like like we're starting all over again because it's like it's been... uh, since 2008, since we played, and you know, we were making a name for ourselves back then, but it's almost like we're starting over because some people never heard of us. And so, it is the new debut, the return of Kisteria, and Kismas is coming a little bit early. <laughs> it's going to be December 12th, and it's going to be at the School of Rock in Berwyn, PA, and it is for charity. <laughs> All you have got to do is bring an unwrapped toy, it's for the Toys for Tots. And if you can't find a toy, it might be like five bucks at the door. But, you know, we're going to blow the roof off the uh, School of Rock, I guarantee you. School of Rock in Berwyn, PA. Not far from Villanova. Yeah. So where can everybody get info on that? I mean, we'll post it in the Kiss Room, obviously. Yeah, Kiss Room. Um, there's an event page on my page. Uh, people got to friend me. You know, I see so many people that I see in here every time I come here. But you got to friend me, people. And this way... <laughs> You can find out what's going on. You can hear me serenade you every day. Every day, right. <laughs> With a new song. It's fantastic. Plus, I love it. When, when you, whenever it's my birthday, Chris uh, sings happy birthday to me, so that's cool. Yeah. Can't beat that. Hey, if enough people uh, friend me, I might, I might bring the uh, Star Child moments back. Oh, that'd be great. That was always great, a popular right? thing. Right. Some people, uh, not again, but other people loved it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's great. It was a blast. Awesome. Yeah, I'll do it. Well, I'll tell you what, everybody, hold on one second. We're gonna, we got about 10 minutes left, but one thing I want to play for you before we go here is today in Kistry, which is today's Friday the 13th, oh. but here's uh, November 13th. <laughs> today in Kistry. Come on, dudes, let's crank it! Five, We have ignition. On this day in Kistry, brought to you by the podcast in the Kiss Room. Now print it with real kiss blood. On this day in history, November 13th. 1973, Kiss is busy with the recording sessions for their self-titled debut album at Bell Sound Studios in Manhattan, New York. 1978, a full-page ad for the Rock and Roll Over album appears in Billboard magazine. 1983, Kiss Rocks the Vorse National during tonight's gig of the Lick It Up Tour in Belgium. 1985. 
The KISS album titled Asylum attains gold status according to the RIAA. 1987. Despite the outspoken religious protest outside the venue, KISS goes insane as the Crazy Nights Tour begins with tonight's concert in Jackson, Mississippi at the Coliseum. 1989. Eric Carr and Paul Stanley are guest VJs on MTV. 1992, Gene Simmons is interviewed on KSHEFM Radio this afternoon, just a few hours before KISS performs on their revenge tour at St. Louis, Missouri. 1994, a KISS convention is held in Chicago, Illinois. 1998, KISS wraps up a two-night stint at the Fleet Center at Boston, Massachusetts during the Psycho Circus Tour. Meanwhile, Eric Singer is keeping time for Brian May of Queen while on tour at the bottom line in Nyoga, Japan. 1999, Paul Stanley attends the Toy Story 2 movie premiere. 2006, Paul Stanley lives to win at the Fillmore in San Francisco, California during his Live to Win tour. 2007, Eric Singer is behind the drum set on tour with Alice Cooper at the Center in Brighton, UK. 2009. Ace Fraley plays the Kowadin Casino in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan on his Anomaly Tour. 2010. Bruce Kulick and Grand Funk Railroad play a rib fest at the Vinoy Park in St. Petersburg, Florida. 2011. Ace Fraley plays the Onita Casino in Allentown, Wisconsin. 2015, you're listening live in the Kiss Room as Matt Porter does another fantastic episode of the Kiss Room. Today is an important day in history. Make some history of your own. And that was This Day in History, brought to you by the Podkist and the Kiss Room. We still play with our Kiss color form sets. So what's going on on the podcast? Do you have a new ep- uh, episode that just dropped? Yeah, we we had a really neat panel with Joe, Joseph Sambelli, Chris Royer, uh, Ron Buckley, and boy, somebody that I'm glad you kind of turned us on to, but Hillary LaCour. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. She's easy on the eyes. Of course, you can't see that on a podcast for the most <laughs> part. But, uh, anyway, but it, it's a really fun episode because... It's it's basically just us taking the a, a, a chance to play some of those cool rare live moments that they played on the you know on the cruise and it's really neat to hear how the band interacts with one another. Like for example, at the end of Plaster Caster, they do this thing like the uh, you know where, where Gene goes, "Whoa, no." And they just stopped playing. And then they did this thing where they all went like the Three Stooges and went, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> you know? Did they go into Don't Touch My Ascot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's what it reminded me of. It was a little <laughs> bit of that. And then there's one point where Paul's and the band are all huddled up trying to figure out what song to play because they were literally making up, you know, after they played like the 18 songs that they'd planned to play, they they kind of went into this thing, and then, and then Paul comes back up to the mic. He says, uh, the band and I are trying to figure out what we're going to have for dinner. We'll be right back. And <laughs> but it's like you don't realize you know, what's all going on there. But it, 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 it's a really fun show. 
And we also do this really cool thing about uh, kiss spouses. We do this little bit of a shtick about uh, kiss spouses, and you can play that on the show sometime, nice. Matt, if you want. If I can figure out which disc I put it on. <laughs> <laughs> disc, wait, wait. everything's MP3s now, brother. Hey, I saw a clip uh, from the cruise with uh, Paul doing his uh, little acoustic act and uh yes. i never i never knew i never heard that song mistake believe it or not until i saw him do it on that video i don't think many people have heard that it was like I, I heard smoke and i heard you know don't you hesitate i heard i thought i heard all those outtakes and uh, demos and stuff but that, that's a really cool song i mean it, it wouldn't have fit hotter than hell or whatever album it was written around but you know it, it, it's a really good song it was it was very interesting to hear. It's 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 really cool to hear Paul Stanley's song written in the seventies that we've never heard until now. Really? Well, I think that that demo does float around. You can find it if you go to YouTube and, and search it. But it's he even says at the start of that clip, it's a song we never really finished. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was amazing for them to pull out something like that. And I really kind of wish Paul would do a whole set of that. Like if he came around doing a small tour, pull out some of that stuff, do some more Wicked Lester stuff. Well, see, Paul Paul always wrote just for the album. Like Gene would just write like a million songs, and you know that's why he always had stuff laying around. But Paul usually just write like four of the album, like five seven songs, and. You know, I guess that was one of them that uh, one rare one that didn't make the album, but uh, it was really good. It was also really cool to hear him talk about how he wrote Shandy and and how that came about because he actually admitted to basing it on Bruce Springsteen's one song and on uh, Joe Walsh's song. Oh, well. You know, many Kiss fans have pointed out the similarities, but Paul says, "Hey, you, you know, you steal from the best." So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Not, he's not hiding anything. Oh, he always said really that. I mean, a lot of the original songs were like, you know, like uh, Deuce was a bitch from the Rolling Stones, basically a bastard version. And, you know, he says it's, it's okay to steal as long as it's a diamond and not a piece of glass. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was his Good line. That's funny stuff. Well, when you think about it, the old rock, you know, musicians from like the 50s and early 60s, they were, I mean... How much is all the Chuck Berry songs sound like the Little Richard songs sound like right. the Beatles song? You know, all of those. It's the same. What uh, you know, three chord bar kind of a thing. You know Eight what notes, I mean? You know? <laughs> yeah, and nobody you know thought anything of that. But now it's like everybody's so lit- litigious. It's it's a yeah. much different world. Which is a big word like gymnasium. Gymnasium, <laughs> right. exactly. See so it all all comes back in. You know, so it's really, no, we never did get Adam. It's all semantics, I'm not anti-semantic. We? we never did connect uh, with Adam, did we? <laughs> no, I've been trying to find him. Alas, no luck. We miss you, our Canadian brother. See, now the funny thing, we can't really drink anything stronger than water here in the kiss room, so I don't, maybe that scared him off. I don't know. You know, you figure, uh, you know, I'm looking up at the sky. I stuck you a little bit of cold, Jerry! Yay! Well, maybe it's part of his writer, you know, that they have to have. We need to be drinking, you know, and I'm not allowed to drink on campus, so it's uh, it's tough. <laughs> but uh, no, Adam's Adam's a great guy, and Adam, uh, we miss you. We'll we'll see you New Year's Eve. You know, one thing I wanted to mention, and obviously we're we're kind of running right up to the end of the show. 
But I really, I'm excited for the show on December 11th. I'm going to play all the songs that I got for this demo thing. Oh, that's the next show? And look, I'm, well, we're doing, one, we're doing one next Saturday, right? which is yeah. obviously the live, you know, kind of special. But then the December show of The Kiss Room is December 11th. Nice. And I got a bunch of really good songs. And I'm calling it the demo project. It's not, you know, some people said, well, is it your demo contest? Nothing contest. There's no competition. It's all celebration. But when you hear some of these songs, they're fantastic. And I really want to, you know, I know you and Gary shouted it out on the podcast. Ryan and the crew of that Shabby Road uh, podcast, they gave me some good shout out about it. And people have been sending it in from all over the place. And that's going to be a good section of the show in December. It's going to be a party. And you're going to get to hear these songs that you probably never heard. And then they, a lot of them have a very Kiss vibe to them. And the, the people that took the time to send them, I really appreciate it. If you go to thekissroom.com, there's the demos page. And you can see all the information about how to send in if you have a song that you think would have been a cool Kiss song or a demo that you think Kiss would have done. Send it to me. I'm going to play it. It's going to be great. And it's, uh, you know, you'll, uh, your song will go out over uh, the World Wide Web here on Monco Radio. The, the girl at the Wawa might look at you with a bit different light in her eyes when she knows that, that, you, that you have been playing Bobby, on Monco Radio. Show you up know. your shorty. You hey, never know. <laughs> Five dollars. I should come over and record something. I see you should, right? Love that. I'm going to make Son of Love Gun. So I really do appreciate it, all the people that have sent those in, and obviously everybody who has been sharing that link. I mean, it's funny. It's one of those things, like you said, it takes about two seconds to hit the share button, and I'm amazed not more people do it. But, hey, we love you all. Right. And now, Chris, you say you're going to do the Son of Love Gun. Wouldn't that just be Son of a Gun? (laughs) Maybe. maybe. (laughs) Son of a Gun! Son of a Gun! (laughs) Son of a gun! Yeah, yeah! <laughs> that could be it. You never know. But if you're, a mu- if you're a musician and you've always wanted to be on the Kiss Room, here's your chance. Yeah. Exactly. Well, tell you what, we're looking right around the end. I'm going to go around. Hey, Bob, any last words? Nope. Just looking forward to next week. You know, Kiss Hunger Goodbye. I'll be on at 4 o'clock right before Matt Porter at 5. Then the show with a live 75. Um, then back with Harem again in December, on December, December 11th. 11th. Right, now, see, that's another announcement I want to make. I said I was going to make an announcement about Clashing Plat. December 11th, we're going to do an episode of Harem. We're in an episode of The Kiss Room. And then at 8 o'clock that night, we're going to do a live kind of holiday broadcast with Clashing Plaid playing acoustic from the studio for an hour. It's going to be great. That's going to be 8 o'clock. So I want everybody to kind of mark down December 11th as your day to really have a party with us because that's what it's all about. So That's going to be excellent. Go to ClashingPlaid.com. Chris, any last words? So I will see you next week for sure. Going to rock and roll. And uh, December 12th, Kisteria's coming to the School of Rock in Berwyn, PA. Yes! Nice. Toys for Tots! Yeah, yeah! Michael, thanks for coming up and seeing us. Any last words for your Kiss Army friends? Yeah, just looking forward to next Saturday. It should be a great day. And uh, looking forward to 2016. Kiss is supposed to hit the States again. Mm. Hopefully in the fall, they're saying maybe with Judas Priest. We'll have to wait wow, and see. Oh, wow. God, that'd be but so lovely. That'd be pretty sweet. So here's to a Kiss-tastic 2016. Well, really, so, isn't that about all that's left for them to tour with at this point? Well, I well they did in Di- Dynasty, you know, and, and yeah. Priest got booed off the stage. And I asked Alice Cooper, I said, Alice, you know, when I met him earlier this year, I said, I'd love to see a tour with you and Kiss, you know, and yeah. he said he would do it. It's just a matter of setting it up. That would be mm. awesome. I still can't believe he opened up for Motley Crue, but yeah. there we hey. go. We're running out of time. Ken, Ken any last words? 
No, I uh, just uh, love you, Matt Porter, and I appreciate everything you do for all of us KISS fans, and I cannot thank you enough. Thank you for being part of the podcast network, and thank everyone for listening. Share it up. Let's help get rid of hunger for somebody this so year. See you next week. Tune in. That'll be fun. I want to thank the guys from Alive 75 for calling in. Obviously, we're looking forward to meeting everybody at the show next week. Uh, thanks to Steve Companion for calling in from Rock and Roll Over. Yeah. Shout out to those guys. Oh, They're yeah. fantastic. Thanks to Brian and his girlfriend and his mom. They were all here earlier in the show. Thanks for Chris for getting here at the hey, end. Hey. We're going to do some recording with you after cool. we sign oh, off. Yeah. Everybody stay tuned for The Right Tone with Anthony Palulo. Bob, thanks a million. Harem was a lot of fun. Tell people what's the uh, site. We can find that on Podomatic, right? We can find that. That is uh, Harem. Oh, wow. What is it? Uh, gosh, I can't even remember. I, I will throw You know, it. you'll send the link to the Kiss Room. Yeah, we'll have it up going. after the show. Stay tuned for the next show, which is The Right Tone. Thanks a million for coming up. I appreciate it. It was fun. Thanks for having me. And now we're going to leave the last word to Ken here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music minds meet. See you all next Saturday here for a live 75 yeah! at Montgomery County Woo! Community College. This is Matt Porter for the Kiss Room. Check out these ads from the following shows. We are proud to call them the friends of the Podkiss Network. We are one. We're a scene, man. That's right, Kiss Army. We're having a rock and roll party, and you are invited. Tune into the Strange Ways Kiss Podcast and hang out with your Kiss Army brothers, Jody Habnock, Clinton Harris, and D Rock. Join us where we celebrate and discuss the gods of thunder. That's Strange Ways Kiss Podcast. You can find us on Facebook or Podomatic.com. We'll see you there. Kissery Science Theater, the most civilized. Yeah. Oh, f- <laughs> come on! Respectful. Just imagine Gene it's with like, like a with like a washtub bath. Boom, 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 boom. And serious. No wait. Excuse me, Bob. You're gonna come over and do my album. <laughs> Kiss podcast on the web. History science theater. We bust balls because we care. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... Then you'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at DecibelGeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free. Podcast Rock City. What's up, everybody? This is Joe from Podcast Rock City, where every week, me and my crew will bring you the KISS news of the week. Look at us as kind of a KISS version of Meet the Press, your source for KISS news every week. We're on iTunes, Podomatic, Twitter, and Facebook. All right, KISS Army. Since 2007, you've been getting PodKissed, the KISS audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your PodKissed. Every month, the PodKissed crew, along with the KISS room, brings you KISS talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, 
and great KISS fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Pod Hi, this is Bruce Kulik, and you're listening to Pod Kiss. The Pod the KISS audio fanzine for your ears. Hello, hello, this is Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, and you're listening to Cheap Talk. It's time for some Cheap Talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Their mommy's all right, their daddies are all right, they just seem a little weird. They even got their KISS records out. This is Ken from the podcast. Join me, Matt, Andrew, and BJ as we talk about four great guys and three great chords. Cheap Trick. If you're a KISS fan, chances are you've checked them out. So please check out our show, Cheap Talk with Trick Chat, available for now in the podcast feed. Keep cheap tricking. You have been one hell of an audience tonight. Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause? I'll tell you something. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio. Any last minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations? No, but I will say something to anybody out there that's you know, the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for. Don't think it's so weird. Maybe someday somebody will let you give you the chance to make a living out of it. You just stick to it. You'll be weird. 